0: Hey hey there! Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. Today's episode is an audio exclusive. I decided not to do YouTube this week uh, just because there's a lot going on with like the course launch and you know just a lot of different things in my business, all good things, mostly good things. But I just wanted to be be nice to myself and take this Friday off. So. As you may or may not know, when I do the audio exclusives, I don't know, like not having the camera on my face makes me feel like I can open up a little bit more, even though I realize like there's still people on the other end. It just doesn't feel as real. So I asked on Instagram if uh, anyone had any, you know, like deeper, juicier, more nosy kind of topics that they wanted me to talk about. And I did get a couple, I have four kind of questions or prompts here, which actually tie in really, really nicely to just a general business update. It's been a really long time since I've just kind of shared what's working on my business, what isn't, what's coming up, what I'm excited about, what I'm annoyed about, my thoughts, my rants, you know, all the things. So let's just kind of chat. And, you know, we don't have the YouTube comment section since this is an audio exclusive. So if you want to just DM me at the Latasha James on Twitter or Instagram and let me know like what's going on in your business too. I genuinely love hearing from you all. And it's actually really helpful too, to know what you all are going through too. So I can hopefully create content that helps with it. Okay. So the first kind of question or prompt somebody wanted me to talk about was people only sharing their wins. Online business building is hard and. Oh, my goodness. I mean, this is one of my pet peeves in like being in this space. And I don't talk about it a lot just because I don't want to sound negative or like I'm ever cutting anyone down or anything like that. But I I talk about it a lot, you know, among my personal friend group and family and things like that. And I totally agree with you. I think that It is so amazing that so many people, myself included, make livings for themselves, you know, on our laptops, essentially, and that we share that, you know, I mean, people have inspired me over the years. I'm so grateful to those people for like showing their journey, but I think one of the negatives that has come from this like social media culture of putting everything out there. Is that we do show the highlight reel. It, it looks super easy. It's like, oh, well, if this person can do it, well, surely I can. And, I, and again, it's like a double-edged sword because it's great that we have that confidence and that motivation. But also, you know, you're not seeing the long days, the hard nights, the, you know, personal sacrifices. You know, all of that, the unknowns, the fear, you're not seeing all of that and i try my best to keep it pretty real you know but even even though i try to keep it real and to everybody else's defense too i don't even think it's always that they they want to hide it and like that they only want to show the highlight reel it's really hard to document the the hard stuff <laughs> like I do my week in my business series occasionally um, on YouTube which is just like a weekly vlog and like there have been so many weeks that I try to start one of those vlogs and then like stuff hits the fan and I can't vlog because that's like Okay, I need to wait on hold with, you know, my lawyer for 5 hours or you know like whatever. Like it just that's not an exciting video to watch. So, it's not even that I'm trying to hide the bad things. It's just like they're not interesting to watch or they it's I, I'm so caught up in the moment of trying to fix whatever went wrong or I have to be mindful or I want to be mindful of other people's privacy when it comes to like team members and, uh, you know, clients, right? Like all this stuff. So I see both sides of it, but I will say, anybody who's looking to get into online business, like you might be mad at me for saying this, but it is hard, it's hard. I don't don't know how else to say it than it is hard. I did get a little bit offended one time, I'm gonna be honest. I was talking to somebody about, you know, something that goes into my job, and they were like, oh gosh, this sounds hard. And they were, like, basically, like, I'm not interested anymore. And I'm, like, I'm kind of offended by that, you know, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm kind of offended that people think my job is easy. (laughs) Like, do you genuinely think that we just sit on our computers and just, like, click a couple of buttons every day? I don't know anybody who is a freelancer, an online business owner who does that. I, I don't. I'm sure it exists, but I just don't know. So yeah, just like I hate only sharing my highlight reels. I also hate having to be like, oh, there's cool stuff coming up. Can't tell you about it. I do have two other like pretty big projects that are in the hopper, if you will, that I wish I could update you on and no, it's not a book deal that is not happening, but you know what? I can give you an update on that on failure. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to share my failure. The reason that I haven't been sharing a bunch of details about book deal stuff is because a lot of people didn't seem very interested in it, which is fine. I didn't expect anyone to. I know not everyone's writing a book. But um yeah, I have been slowly slowly querying and looking for agents. I've gotten a couple of rejections. I've gotten a couple of just not good fits from my end. So, it's going, but I haven't I haven't done a ton. Like I have not been going as hard and aggressively as I probably would like to because these other two big projects came up and I'm also just kind of trying to accept the timing of my life you know I'm not trying to force things I'm trying to query in batches so that if my book proposal really does suck that bad you know I don't blow it with all of my dream agents so I I've only sent out like a handful and you know I- I'm feeling good about it but I'm just kind of um, like I said just trying to sort of trust the timing of everything and not overload myself because as much as I want it as much as this is something I genuinely want I also have two pretty big projects <laughs> that I'm working on right now so <laughs> I don't know that's my not sexy my not win update Okay. So the next thing someone wanted me to talk about was, uh, the only thing that comes to mind is a nightmare client talk. Those are always fun. I feel very fortunate to say I have not had any nightmare clients in a very long time, but the update from my end client wise is, well, I did let go of a client, uh, or they let go of me. I don't know. (laughs) We kind of let go of each other. You know, it's one of those things where, again, trusting the timing, having that, positive mindset of like, whatever happens, happens. One of my clients reached out and they had some other areas of the business that they really needed to allocate money to, which was totally legit and totally understandable. I knew exactly what they were talking about. And um, so they asked if we could do like a smaller package. I was doing content for them And I was like, honestly, I I mean, I didn't say this to them like out loud, but in my mind, I was like, honestly, I don't want to do it for less. You know, I was kind of holding on to them because I genuinely really just like loved them as clients and they're a really cool company. So they look good, you know, for me to have, you know, as a client and all of that. But from a financial standpoint, I was already stretched kind of thin, like I was already undercharging them to begin with. So we kind of just decided to sever ties for the moment you know there's some other projects i'm going to hopefully work with them on later on in the year or early next year but it's just one of those things where i don't know you know ending a relationship with a client is not always a bad thing i don't know i mean it's just like a breakup like when to become an adult it's like all of my adult relationships that ended were positive like it was like all love you know and i think it can be the same thing with client one of the things that drives me nuts about this freelance online business space is when i see people have this like adversarial relationship with clients and to me that just like signals kind of like immaturity um not always obviously yes i have had nightmare clients that like you know stole my money and all this stuff i've told you all about them but a lot of times i see it as kind of like "Mm," kind of like this entitlement you know we shouldn't look at each other as enemies we should both be trying the like the goal is for us to help the client make more money and do better in their business and if we're doing that job then they should be paying us appropriately and you know the the relationship should be moving forward you know I don't know I just don't like the whole like oh my gosh this client sucks and like you know obviously call them out if they're like not paying you and doing the things but That's just a little note, a little note. So I did end a relationship with a long-time client, which was a little sad, but honestly, I've really needed it. I've needed the break. I've needed the reset, like the creative reset. I've needed to be all in on my own business. And one of the other things that I did recently was I took on a coaching client again. So it had been over like a year and a half, I think. My client is totally a dream client. And the reason they are a dream client. Well, I guess I can't take responsibility for the person, but, you know, one of the things I told myself is if I'm going to take on coaching clients again, I need to not advertise it. I'm not like begging for it. I'm not out here like, you know, pushing people towards it. And I also wanted to know the person before. I didn't want somebody to just come in on my website and say, oh, I need a coach. And then we meet once for 15 minutes and then we're signing a three-month contract together. Coaching is such a personal thing. I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I just feel like you need to kind of want to talk to the person, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how to say that in a way that doesn't sound mean, but it is a business, a professional relationship, and you want to know a little bit about the person's communication style, about their working style, about their goals, all that to make sure that you're a right fit. So I don't know, that's something that has been really positive for me and I've been really enjoying another person asked project management side of things, delegating tasks, etc. I'm sure I have videos and podcasts about delegation and all of that stuff, but I'm going to be honest with you all. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I think some people have figured it out. I've talked to some people about it, of course, but I haven't like shared an announcement just out of respect for everybody. Um, but I've been running my business almost entirely by myself for the past several months. And I'm going to let you in on another secret. I've actually been loving it. And I know this is like not what I'm supposed to say. This is like what every business guru out there says is bad business ownership. Like you should be delegating. You should be outsourcing. Like you need to be operating in your zone of genius. You need to, you know, be freeing up your time. You shouldn't be working late. You shouldn't be doing... And like, honestly, I have not been happier in a really long time. Like with everything, I feel very like grateful right now. I do have to give credit. I do have a virtual assistant. I won't name this person because I haven't asked if I'm able to. But for a while I was totally by myself. I stopped working with my video editor. I stopped working with um, another person on my team. I paused my partnerships just because I was moving, I was doing things and I wasn't going to be able to be taking on sponsors on my YouTube and my podcast anyway. So it was just me. And I decided to hire a virtual assistant, just very, very part time, like a few hours a week to help me with my emails. So that person is working with me and they are fantastic. Super grateful for their help. So I'm not totally by myself. Uh, and then I also still am working with my copywriter who I just hire for special projects. Like she doesn't work, you know, a certain number of hours or a certain number of projects. It's just kind of like when I need help with a certain video series or emails or something like that. So she's also doing amazing as always. And other than that, I'm like, am I forgetting anybody on my team? No, that's it. That's it right now. So I've been editing all my own videos. I've been doing all my own course stuff all my, you know, everything. And I, I genuinely like the video editing thing is so hard because I've loved all my video editors and you know, I don't know if any of them are, are listening to this. Like you, you did your job, you did an amazing job. It's just, you know, as somebody who. I have been editing videos since I was about 15 years old, I think is when I took my first film class, 15 or 16. It's really hard for me to give up. It's really hard, just like I imagine, it's really hard for like a painter to have somebody else paint them a picture the way that they're seeing it in their head. I got so beat over my head by every business guru being like, you need to delegate, you need to outsource, editing a video takes you eight hours, blah, blah, blah. But like, maybe that is my zone of genius. You know, like maybe that is what I'm really good at. Maybe that is what I bring, you know, uniquely to my business. Maybe I need to stop forcing myself to want to be like, I don't know, whatever else I'm supposed to be doing with that time. And I need to lean into it. Same thing for some of the other things on my team. And maybe even at the time, I liked those ideas. And again, this isn't disparaging anyone, you know, it's just. There is a such thing as a solo business and you can be extremely profitable and you can be extremely effective. You can be, you know, all of those things and not have a giant team. And so I'm just letting you know that. I mean, maybe I'll change my mind in six months. Maybe I'll be like burnout city. I mean, I am seeing that coming up. I'm like, okay starting the course soon where I don't have a backlog of videos. Like when am I going to be able to batch some videos? You know, I'm, I'm definitely seeing some of those red flags, but something else, you know, as a solo business owner, essentially now, I've also been kinder to myself like today. I'm like, no, I'm not going to record a video podcast because I don't want to. And you know, because I am saving on so many staffing expenses It's okay if my YouTube check is a little bit smaller this month, you know? So I just want to encourage you to do what you need to do, you know, like don't worry about what everybody else is telling you, you need to do and build your team, like, and all that stuff. So I don't know, just do you. So there's my team and project management side of things update. And then the last thing that folks wanted an update on, what's your opinion of other social media managers promoting their courses, promising 10 K a month. I guess that's more of a question and not an update. Um, hmm. I mean, I think I've made it pretty abundantly clear that I'm not about that life. Like I'm not about, you, you know, I didn't make 10K a month in my business until at least a few months into running my business. And even when I did that, this is the thing that everybody conveniently likes to ignore. And this is kind of going back to like that first prompt. I'd been building my business quietly, for years before that. I side hustled for years. I got my first client when I was in college, I think it was a junior in college, and I didn't actually go full-time in my business until I was like 20, how old am I even? Oh my gosh, Uh, I think I was like 26 or 27. So that was at least like four or five years of building my business in the background. Not to mention, you know, all the years, all the jobs that I worked that led me to where I am now. And I'm not saying that to be like, you're not going to make 10K in your first month. It's a different time. Number one, you know, when I started, it was like, you couldn't just go on Upwork and find a client or like go on Instagram. Like that didn't exist. So I'm not saying it's not possible for you. I'm not saying this to be negative. I'm just saying it to be realistic. Like I would rather tell someone, honestly, it's going to take a couple months probably at minimum, you know? And also if you're doing it the right way, it's probably going to take a couple months. I'd rather tell someone that than be like, yeah, you're going to make 10K a month after this, you know, one hour course and either have them not do that and then be mad at me or have them do it in an unethical way. To tie it in, I guess, with what's going on in my life right now, a lot of you know that the social media management accelerator is open right now, so I'll be closing the doors to that in the next couple weeks. Class starts on September 7th. It is a four week course. I'll tell you more about it and I'll tell you more about like what's changed about it this time around at the end, if you want to stick around for that. But the reason that I created SMMA to begin with back in February of 2021 is because I couldn't find a course for social media managers that really like emulated a college course that emulated a classroom setting. And... Maybe I'm old school and people don't, you know, want to hear this or whatever, but I took a lot away from my college classes. A lot of classes I didn't take much away from, but the classes particularly like my film classes where I was active in a newsroom, reading a teleprompter and being on camera every day, like I learned so much from just doing the thing. And I feel so confident when I'm asked to read off a teleprompter for my job now or, you know, I'm on a set somewhere like I don't know. I I I got that practical experience in. And I think there are a couple of social media marketing degrees out there at various universities and things like that nowadays, but there definitely wasn't when I was looking to get into this field. And I also know that a lot of people, college tuition is not in their budget right now. So I wanted to do the as best as I could. I wanted to come as close as I could to emulating that format. And I wanted to do it in a way that actually taught the skills, like taught how to do the job because you have to crawl before you can walk. Again, inconvenient truth, right? This is me being honest. I'm probably hitting myself in the foot. Um, I'm sure people don't want to hear this, but you do. You have to learn how to do the thing before you can actually get paid for the thing. And what I was seeing is a lot of other, you know, marketing people, gurus, whatever. They were like, how to get clients, how to get clients, make this 10K k month. And I was like, but does anybody know how to build a social media strategy? Is anyone talking about how to read your analytics? Is anyone talking about how to talk to a marketing team? Is anyone doing this? Or are we all just selling to people, you know, talking a good game, and then we're getting those clients, and then we're, like, dropping the ball? Because I got a lot of DMs about that. I still do. I get... DMs about that all the time saying, oh yeah, I took this person's course. They did teach me how to get to 10K a month, but I actually like my clients aren't getting results. What do I do? (laughs) And it's like, well, okay, you got to crawl before you can walk. You should have went the reverse. Right? So to sum that all up, if you can't tell, I get a little heated. Um, yeah, my opinion on other social media managers promoting their courses, promising 10K a month. I mean, the other thing is I'm not going to promise you anything besides that you're going to go through my course (laughs) because everyone is so different. Everyone's motivations are so different. Everyone's lives and timelines and schedules and all of that are so different. So I don't know how people can legally even do that. Just saying um, the other thing about the 10K a month thing is not everyone needs to make 10K a month. Why don't people talk about this? I mean, I get it. It's a sexy number, you know, like, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. But like, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of friends who live, I live in the Midwest. I live in Michigan, like a lot of people are super happy making like 5k a month, especially if they're partnered or whatever, you know, they have a partner who also has a full-time job or a business. Like why this arbitrary number? Why do we get so hung up on these arbitrary numbers? Why don't we first focus on doing what we say we can do and then focusing on living the life that we want, making the type of money that we genuinely want and need and not living up to somebody else's expectations. I don't know. I told you all that there was gonna be a little bit of a rant in this episode. All right, I wanna share with you the updates that I made to SMMA this time around in case you are interested in joining or you've been on the fence. And yeah, this is like my last really big business update, I suppose, this has kind of been taking up a lot of my time. What I decided to do based on a lot of student feedback, we'd run SMMA three times already is I decided to add a portion on selling. (laughs) You know, yes, I do wanna teach how to do the job, but I also wanted to teach people a little bit more about how to get the job or jobs or clients or whatever it is that you're looking for. So I added a section in here that I'm calling the sales intensive. So the sales intensive is all about building out your portfolio, your packages, pitching, Uh, You know, doing all of those things, sending those emails that do not look like a copy and paste that drive me nuts in my inbox. Yeah, not doing that. So these are all strategies that I've used throughout the years of getting cold clients, clients out of nowhere, of, you know, helping myself show up as a legitimate business owner, all of these things. So I'm super excited about that. I also condensed the course because what I was finding and what a lot of students, the kind feedback they gave me is that they kind of lost engagement, you know, about halfway through the course, which is pretty natural. You know, I think it happens, but I decided let's, let's really make this an accelerator. And instead of dragging it on for eight weeks and meeting once a week, let's actually do two classes a week for four weeks. So it's actually the same amount of live time with me, but it's condensed a little bit. And the reason for that also in addition to people just kind of like dropping off is i felt like i felt like the reason people were dropping off a little bit halfway through is because i didn't get to have that consistent engagement with people it's like you meet once and then i don't see you again for another week that i mean i feel like my life changes (laughs) in a week so having that twice weekly live call the slack group where we talk five days a week and the assignments and the evergreen lessons. I mean, it keeps you busy and it keeps you engaged. There's enough for you to do. So you're not just like sitting there, like twiddling your thumbs until the next live class. And also, Allows people, I think, to plan a little bit better. I mean, it's really hard to set aside two months of your life for something. I mean, I get it. I don't even know where I'm going to be next week. So it's hard for me to commit to something and pay for something that's two months long versus a month, you know, four weeks. You don't have to join live either. So many of my students, especially like my students in Australia and other areas of the world where time zones are just really hard, they just attended... Uh, by watching the replays, and you can absolutely get everything that you need out of the course by doing that as well. So you don't have to attend live. It's just a fun thing to do if you want to feel that little extra dose of motivation or just to kind of hang out with me and chat before and after class. It's kind of fun, little social hour as well. And then the last thing that I updated for SMMA this time around is it was really important to me to have smaller class sizes classes were getting really big the word was spreading about the program which was exciting but I think last round I had 140 students and grading 140 assignments oh my gosh I have a newfound sympathy empathy whatever for my college professors oh my goodness I thought they were joking and like they had like you know I mean they teach for 12 weeks yeah I was exhausted and I wanted to make sure that I was able to have real relationships with every student. Like, I wanna be able to know everybody's name and I don't know, just really be there to get that, you know, one-on-one time in the Slack and in the Q&A and all of that with students as needed. So in order to do that, uh, one of the things that I did do is raise the rate. I felt good about raising the rate because consistently the feedback was, this is a, at minimum, a $2,500 program. And I do believe that as well. I look at other programs that are charging $2,500, $3,500, and I would say that SMMA. I mean, you know, I'm biased, of course, but I think it's better. I think it's better. Uh, but I just still didn't feel comfortable raising it to that price point at this time. So it's $9.97 with a payment plan of three thirty dollars 3 months payment plan of three thirty three, dollars if you prefer to do that. So, yeah, that has helped Keep the enrollments coming in steadily, but a little bit slower so that I don't think, well, I we definitely will not have 140 students this time around. I'll close the doors before we get to that point. I'm going to close the doors around 100. Um, we're at about 70 something, 70 and change right now. So confident we'll sell out, but that it will be a much more manageable and you know close-knit group this time around so that's it that's my business update for right now like i said um let me know in my dms i guess at the latasha james what's going on in your business let me know if you have any questions about smma as well feel free to dm me about that um i'll leave the landing page in the show notes as well for those of you who listened all the way till the end and i will be back on youtube next week if you want to check me out there thanks so much for listening this was fun y'all